in his hands where they folded patiently against the pommel of his saddle was worse than usual. Winter eyed her father's trembling fingers with concern. Old men shook like that, not strong-shouldered craftsmen of thirty-three. Stop fretting, she told herself, looking forward again and straightening her back. A good night's rest is all he needs, a nice dinner, and then he'll be right as summer rain. She rubbed the tips of her fingers against each other, feeling the reassuring numbness of scar and callus. Worthy hands. That's what the two of them had. Worthy hands, capable of supporting them through anything. Out of habit, she glanced back at the roll of carpenter's tools on her horse's rump, and then over at the similar roll on the back of her father's saddle. All present and accounted for. Imperceptibly, Winter shifted her aching feet again and, for once in her life, wished she was wearing her women's clothing and not her boy's breeches and short coat. It was so much easier to move your feet and legs when they were hidden by a skirt. She sighed again at the misguided enthusiasm that had sent her leaping from her horse. She had flung herself from his back on their arrival, expecting the gates to be swept wide and a boisterous welcome to have been orchestrated. What childish conceit. And now, here she stood, pride and protocol not allowing her to remount, forced to stand here like a lowly page boy until the sentry returned with their permission to pass. An orange cat trotted delicately along the base of the wall, glowing like a sinuous ember as it passed out of the shadows. At the sight of it, Winter forgot to be calm and courtly, and she allowed herself to smile and nod and follow the cat's progress with a turn of her head. The cat paused, one paw raised to its white chest, and regarded Winter with affronted curiosity. Its very posture said, Can I believe my eyes? Have you dared to look at me? Winter's smile became a grin at the familiar weight of feline disdain, and she wondered how many generations of cat brothers and cat sisters had been born in the five years that she had been away. Before taking up her apprenticeship, Winter had been the king's cat keeper, and she had known all her charges by name. Whose great-great-grand-kitten grown to cat is this, she wondered. She inclined her head and murmured, All respects to you this fine day, Mousebane, fully expecting the usual reply, All the finer for you, having seen me. But instead, the cat's green eyes opened in shock and confusion at her greeting, and it flickered suddenly away, a flame in sunlight, flowing across the moat bridge and disappearing down onto the loose gravel of the far bank. Winter watched it depart with a puzzled frown. Imagine a cat having such atrocious manners and such easily shattered composure. Something wasn't right. The rattle of the sentry gate brought Winter's eyes frontwards, and the shadows under the portcullis were sliced by a sharp blade of sunlight as the gate opened a crack. The sergeant of the watch stuck his head out. He regarded the two of them without a trace of deference, as if surprised to find them still there. Winter's court face slipped smoothly into place. Without another word to them, the sergeant pulled his head back in and shut the sentry door with a snap of the lock. Winter's heart dropped, but rose again instantly as the heavy door chains began to pull backwards with a grinding whine of metal on stone. Somewhere within the wall, the master of the entrance was turning the big wheel that wound the chains onto their spools. Yes, thought Winter, we have been granted access. Slowly, Slowly, the shadows under the bridge were eaten up by sunlight as the heavy horse gate swung open to reveal the inner gardens and the king's domain.
Victualor Heron was striding down the wide gravel path as they passed through the gate, his office robe flapping. He must have been at business to be dressed so formally, and, indeed, Winter saw that his fingers were stained with ink. His wrinkled old face was filled with joy, and he was advancing on her father as if he would rise up from the ground, a great amiable bird, and descend upon him, horse and all, to wrap him in a hug that would hide both of them from view. Lorkin, he cried as he swept along the gravel. Lorkin! And his immediate informality undid a thousand anxious knots in Winter's mind. Some things, at least, were still all right. Her father leaned forward from the height of his saddle and smiled tiredly down at his old friend. They clasped hands, her father's big, splay-fingered shovel of a hand wrapped tightly in the long-fingered agility of Heron's.